0: Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I am still that bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. Back for more. So, if you are new, welcome, and I hope I can teach you a thing or two about astrology. And for those of you that are coming back, well, welcome back, and I'm glad you have stuck around to listen to the sound of my voice yet again, or maybe you're just as excited to learn about astrology from me, for which I really, truly appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. And while we are on the lines of that, if you haven't already heard, this podcast, Astrology Did Not Change My Life, I Am Still That Bitch, has officially reached over a thousand verified listens, And I cannot even begin to express my gratitude for all of the support that I've received for this tiny little podcast that I was recording and still continue to record in my closet because that's the only place in my house that actually has good acoustics. And even then, it's not perfect. So thank you, thank you, thank you everybody for letting me talk about something that I just am so, so passionate about and that it's still letting me teach you guys, and still is allowing you to learn and experience the same love and magic for astrology that I had when I started learning about astrology. So clearly I'm doing something right, and that's all I can hope for. But in honor of the 1,000 verified listens, I have a special treat for you all, and that is that all of my readings at PlutonianAquarius.ca in the store, it's all 50% off up until the end of this month. So the sale is 50% off of all of my readings, and that is only until the end of April. I have a wide variety of readings. It's not just my birth chart reading. So if you're very hesitant to actually invest in a full birth chart reading, maybe because you're still getting into astrology, and still trying to learn about your birth chart. That's completely fine. I totally understand. So, I have a lot of other small little mini readings where I look at specific areas of your life. And so, I just wanted to quickly go through what readings I offer, but if you wanted more in-depth information, I suggest going into the Special Announcement episode that I have available on my website. And on all major listening platforms where I talk about all of the readings in detail and the specific prices as well. But if not, you can also just go to plutonianaquarius.ca. so it's just my name. And all the prices are right there and also what readings, what the readings entail. Also, if you're not already following me on Instagram at PlutonianAquarius, I also have several posts talking about a lot of my a lot of my readings and what each reading offers and I also have reviews by clients so yes I have been doing readings for a lot of people and so I know it's it's one thing to just give all your money to some random stranger on the internet and especially in the astrology community where there's plenty of people that just want to take your money and run away with it and so of course I have reviews from actual real people and they're actually tagged in the Instagram post so you know that they're real they're not just making it up for the sake of making me look good. And those reviews are also available at plutonianaquarius.ca. So, the readings that I offer, the, the simplest one that I have is just your birth chart placements. I just talk about what your placements are from your personal, your outer planets, and where they're located within, like, the house system and your rising sign and your north node. I just tell you what they are. That's it. And I talk about the aspects. And I don't go in-depth into a reading. Then the next one that I have is where you can ask a question about your chart that you're very curious about. I will answer it in-depth. Then I actually go into the official readings. So I have the big three reading. I look at your rising sign, your sun sign, and your moon sign, and how these three core components of your chart create the foundation of your personality. So that is where the actual analysis comes in. Now... The next one that I have is your life purpose reading, which is where I look at your North Node and your North Node placement in terms of the house, the house system. So I talk about your North Node and your South Node, where I talk about what it is you're here to do in this lifetime, what your purpose is. That is what your North Node tells you. And it's a very, very integral part of your chart that I think isn't talked about enough. And if you want to know more about the North Node, I highly suggest Listening to my North Node episode as well. And then I have your love reading, where I talk about what, needs, what a healthy love relationship looks like for you. And that includes platonic, romantic, whatever you want to call it. I look at what it looks like for you and what needs to be healed in order for you to reach that and to achieve that healthy relationship. Because I know that's something that we all crave. I am guilty of it. Absolutely. And then I have the professional reading, where I look at your 10th house placement, which is your career house, and I look at what professional pathways would be appropriate for you as an individual. So very important stuff, because I feel like these are things that all of us want to know about. And yeah, your birth chart actually provides you those answers. You just have to know where to look. Next, I have your sinistry reading, where I look at the compatibility between you and another person. It could be a family member, romantic interest, or even a friend. And so I look at both of your charts, analyze them, look at relevant aspects, and tell you, well, how compatible you are. But you can take that with a grain of salt, because if you think you're compatible, that's it. You don't need me to tell you that. If anything, it's just confirmation. Next, I have the ICU series. Still a little bit of a work in progress, but what I have right now is self-care based on your moon sign. These are individualized pre-recordings. They are readings, though where I talk about what a good and appropriate self-care routine looks like for you based on your moon sign. So if you know what your moon sign is and self-care is something that you struggled with, chances are you probably weren't necessarily following a self-care routine that worked for you. And our moon sign actually can tell us a lot about what it is that we need in order to feel comfortable and have that great, amazing self-care routine. They're just 20-minute recordings. And those are actually my cheapest offerings that I have. And again, all 50% off. And last but not least, I have the official birth chart reading. Where I look at all of your planets, inner, outer, your north node placement. And I look at the placements of all of those planets within the 12-house system. So that will also include your rising sign. And I will look at all of the aspects... And how they're all interconnected and how you, where you're the main character within your birth chart, can reach your highest potential. And so that is how I work as an astrologer. I am more focused on giving you guidance and empowering you by giving you the knowledge and insight into your chart. Because your chart is very much yours. You can think of it as like a genetic map that goes into you as a human. And what you are here in this lifetime to achieve and do. And what may have gotten in the way from helping you reach your highest potential. Because unfortunately, that's the reality for a lot of us. And I think there's so many of us that are just looking for answers as to what we can do with our lives. And what we were even meant here to do. I know that's something that I struggled with. Yes, very much so at the ripe age of like two. I had like my first existential crisis. It was terrifying. But astrology opened up so many pathways and doors for me into creating that inner world and that confidence within my own abilities that I just so desperately craved for and wished somebody would tell me or validate me on. And there's just so much out there that tells us, well, we should do do this, we should do that. That a lot of the times we just forget to listen to our own inner voice. And so that's what I want to do as an astrologer. I look at the soul self more. I want to empower you. That's it. You're the main character in your own journey. And your birth chart tells you that. And it's different for every single individual. And that's why the role of an astrologer is so big. And has to be treated with the utmost respect. So when I mean that, I mean that I will not take that information and use it against you. It's very private information. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that will take this confidential information and not necessarily convey your chart to you in a very nuanced way. And you can analyze your chart. And I did that for years, but to put it all together into a piece that makes sense, again, where you're the main character, that that takes an astrologer to do. So if this is something that you're interested in, and I would say that it's a very, very big investment, and chart readings are timeless, you can read this 10 years later and you can see if it resonates and I can assure you that it will. Now, I had a reading from when I was first nineteen. Yeah, the first astrology reading that I got was when I was nineteen, and I reread it just a couple of weeks ago, and holy crap! Oh my god, did it resonate? It was different when I read it when I was first when I first got it at nineteen, and so much happened between nineteen and now that it still blows my mind. So. It does seem like it's a lot of money all up at once, but it's going to last you your entire life. You can get another reading later on if you want, but a lot of the times you don't need to. It'll stay for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, if if this is something that you wish to purchase, it's all available on my website at plutonianaquarius.ca. Just click the link and you'll find it all there and if you're not already following me on Instagram it's also plutonian aquarius okay now we will move along to the actual content this time i actually kept the promotional material under 15 minutes i'm proud of myself i just have too much to say i'm sorry guys so today's episode is about the third house so last time we i when i talked about the house systems i talked about the second house so I'm trying to go in order. I mean, sometimes it's a bit hard. I like to talk about things that I want to, talk, to about, talk about. So my last episode was actually about Pluto and Aquarius. Where I talk about this once-in-a-lifetime transit and what it means for you. If you haven't already listened, I highly suggest you do. Because I know the astro community is like, Oh my god, this day, we have to get our lives together now. And creates this like fear that you should get your life together like now. I don't subscribe to that. You try and understand your chart at your own pace. You understand the stars at your own pace, and I'm here to help you with that. So, we will learn about the third house today. And so, I like I mentioned before, I've already talked about the first house and the second house. And you can try and listen to these episodes in order to better understand your chart. Because your first house is your door. Your second house is the house of self-esteem. It's how you create this balance and stability in your life. But you, we move away a little bit from all of that in the third house. So, like I've mentioned before, your house system really talks about the different areas of your life. And it can also talk about different different moments or time frames in your life as well. And it's weird how that works out. But your first house, for example, will talk about your childhood. Your second house talks a little bit about puberty. Your third house talks a little bit more about your your learning years. And so what the hell does all of that even mean? So in the simplest terms, your third house is your house of communication, and it's the mental house. So it's everything to do with the mind. So that means, like I mentioned, how you communicate, how you think, because those two are are obviously interconnected. How you think can actually indicate how you will speak, how you will vocalize the thoughts and ideas within your head and share them out into the world. And so... How you think and communicate is also related to your humor as well. And so where does most of our thinking happen in our lives? It happens in our formative education years. So it's when, like at least in Canada, we start off learning right from kindergarten and then we go all the way up to grade 12. So those are the formative years when we're really building the foundations on how to think, how to critically think, how to analyze the world around us, how do you use that, those mental faculties within our head? Now, if you've listened to my other episodes, or if you, haven't, if you have a general understanding of astrology as well, you'll know that the planet that represents our mental abilities, our mental landscapes, how we think and communicate, is Mercury. Your Mercury sign really tells you how you think. And so it's no surprise that the third house is ruled by Mercury and it's ruled by the sign of Gemini. So whenever I talk about the ruling sign over a house system, I say that so that we can understand the energy of that house. And so it will, the third house will kind of play out as. Gemini energy so it'll work the same way that a Gemini would manifest in real life and so your third house has a dual nature that we see with Gemini because Gemini is ruled by the twins and that's probably the reason why Gemini gets all this hate because Gemini is really aware of the different side within them so what they may present can be a complete opposite the next minute because they realize that nobody can just be one thing all the time. It doesn't work that way. Humans are multifaceted individuals. We're never going to be just one thing at any given moment. We exist with both light and darkness within us. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing at all. The most balanced individuals are the ones that understand that we have all of these different sides to us. And Gemini embraces that wholeheartedly. So I know I can like, really confuse people they're like wait weren't you just that two seconds ago like what how can you just be two things at once and that's what gemini does all the time they love being contradictory and that's why they're considered such intellectual individuals because they can think of so many different perspectives at once they're amazing at playing the devil's advocate and it's obnoxious that they do it sometimes but they do (laughs) and so that's why a Gemini seem to get a lot of hate because they're just aware of the different contradictory natures within all of us and they call people out on it they call themselves out on it it doesn't really make sense to a lot of people but they just embrace it wholeheartedly and if anything that's commendable and I'm not not just saying that because I have a Gemini moon (laughs) but I like to appreciate all of the signs and so that's what this third house energy also looks into the dual nature that we have within all of us. And some of us are more aware of it than others. And so the third house, like all of the other houses, you can be a third house individual if you have a planet here. And so by default, you're just more aware of that house. So I always say that, if you have a planet in any of your houses, that just means that in this lifetime, you have to master the lessons and the ideas and the energies of this house in this lifetime. If you have an empty house, like it's not the end of the world, it just means that you mastered it in like previous lifetimes. And it's not really an emphasis for you in this lifetime. And that's okay. All good. And I, myself, am a third house individual because I have four planets in here. Yep. I have a stellium. Stellium is when you have three or more planets, usually in the same sign or in the same house. And so I got four in there. So my third house is on fire half the time. And so for me, communication and mastering the idea of being able to communicate and think is really big for me in this lifetime. And just because you have a planet in here doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to make use of the energies of that house. No. You learn by trial and error. That's it. And so for me, learning to communicate and learning to critically think was a big thing for me in this lifetime. And it still is. Because remember what I was talking about with the dual nature of the third house? For years, I just thought I was just... I was intellect at heart. I believed in cold heart science. Nothing beyond that. Okay? Like, astrology, who dat? No. mm Mm-mm. It is not backed up by science, so it's not real. Little did I know. The rabbit hole that I was (laughs) jumping right into. And the fact is, is that the whole idea of science is that there is so much that we do not know or understand. And science fosters the exploration of those things that we don't know and that's the whole idea of scientific discovery so maybe what what tools we have within the realm of science aren't enough and are very limited for us to truly understand the world of astrology or any other alternative forms of healing of medicine that are out there we just haven't discovered those tools yet and that's okay We can continue working on it, but what we shouldn't do is shut ourselves off from it. Because, well, that itself goes against the whole idea of being able to critically think. Right? See? Like, that itself just sounds contradictory. So it blew a lot of people's minds when I was younger, which led me to hide my love for astrology for years, unfortunately, is that I was such, I was such an intense woman of science and yet I truly believed in astrology. It just didn't make sense to them. How could that happen? How, why, why, how is that possible? It just is because we can't, we are not meant to just be one thing. We can exist on a spectrum and that itself is the beauty of the third house energy is that It's not only just how we think and communicate, it's our mindset, it's our mentality. And our mentality and our mindset creates those core values. And a lot of the times, those third house ideas that we have that is based around, again, our mindset and our mentality, it comes from our own idea of self-esteem. And so that's how all of these houses are interconnected. And they all feed into one another. It doesn't make sense to always just look at each little thing or element in your chart as a separate entity. Because they're all just interconnected. And I know it can get confusing to think of it like that. Because we're just trying to understand our chart. So we have to do it one at a time. But sometimes knowing that they're all interconnected and they all feed into each other helps you understand the different levels and nuances to you as an individual that make up you and that's what your chart shows you it shows you the different layers that are present within your personality to make up you as an individual and so that's why your third house really indicates what your core values are going to be because it's connected through your first house and your second house it's weird how that happens right your first house is how you approach the world. Your second house is how you create self-esteem for yourself and stability. It's based on what you value. And that itself creates your, met, your mentality and your mindset for the world around you. And by doing that, that really plays a role in how you think and then how you speak with others, how you communicate with others. And communication and speaking happens within a community, right? Right? You can't can't necessarily communicate unless there's somebody else around you. I mean, you could have the demons in your head that you speak to, absolutely. I mean, I guess that's your community then. But it makes sense to talk to somebody that's actually physically present a little bit, you know? And so that's why your third house also represents your relationship with your neighbors and your relationship with your siblings, because we were the first people that we actually truly speak to besides our parents? Is our siblings. Now, if you're an only child like me, sucks to suck. You were alone for most of your life, eh? <laughs> so you spoke with the demons in your head a lot of the times, Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. For me, though, I had a lot of cousins. And the first time that I actually started interacting with individuals was actually when I first started kindergarten. And so that's how your third house really plays a role in your formative years because that's where we first start to learn how to think and what it's what's important to realize is that how we think is really dependent on the environment that we are within or present in or surrounded sorry hit my mic (laughs) let me just rephrase that so your third house like I said is centered around community as well How we think is really influenced by the world that we grow up in, that we exist in. So a lot of the times we first learn how to think through school. So it could be our teachers, our peers. Our peers play a huge role in influencing us and creating this conditioning for us on how we should think and thus communicate, right? Like... Well, how, how do we first learn about, I'm going to say something controversial, how do we first learn about racism, right? We first learn about it a lot of the times through the world that we live in. So if you grow up in an area where it's okay to discriminate against people based on a variety of things, race, socioeconomic class, whatever you want to call it, whatever, you name it, anything that can create a divide, first learn that in the environment that we grow up in, And I don't think there's... I think there's... there. hmm, I have a minor in psychology, so I can talk about this. (laughs) There's plenty of studies that talk about that. Learning about discrimination isn't necessarily innate. We learn about it. It's fostered within the environment that we grow up in. And so, our ideas and our mentalities and our mindset really come from those formative years on where we grow up. And we carry that forward within us. Now... Depending on what else is going on in your third house, you may have the awareness to question and to tackle those ideas that you have. But for a lot of us, that may not necessarily be the case. And that's why we still see a lot of people that don't have the ability to critically think. And they're probably just regurgitating the stuff that they were conditioned to accept as part of their reality, as part of their truth. And that's the thing with the third house is that your mind, your mind should really truly be your truth. But a lot of the times it doesn't end up being that way, unfortunately. And that's where you have a lot of those wounds associated with your mind. And a lot of us are never really taught to believe in our own ideas and our own thoughts and to trust in them and to see the value in them. Because from a young age, a lot of us are told that we have to follow blindly what the world around us wants. And I talk about this in my Mercury episode as well. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a third house person. and I'm very passionate about the idea of thinking and understanding. Because thinking is just associated with comprehension. Like, again, they're interconnected. So, how you understand really plays a role in how you think. I hope that makes sense, but essentially, if there are wounds that are going on in your third house that you haven't necessarily addressed, it'll play out in the way that you think and the way that you communicate. So if you grew up in an environment where you were told that you can't your thoughts are invalid, your ideas are invalid that your intelligence isn't a value, then you grow up second-guessing your own mind and you truly grow up believing that you're not smart. And that's what your third house is also associated with. Intelligence. How you think is essentially an idea of intelligence, right? And we all have different forms of intelligence that we gravitate towards. Some of us are more musically inclined, some of us are more numbers inclined. Some of us are better with words. Some of us understand better through pictures and stories, not cold hard theories. For me personally, for example, I I <laughs> you give me a book and you tell me to read theory It goes through my mind. I don't understand whatsoever. But you show me the application of those theories. All of a sudden I understand the theories. Just like that. Like I I just inhale it. It just makes sense for me. It clicks into place. I'm an application based thinker. But some people are really good at understanding theory. There's nothing wrong with that. We all just have our different strengths and weaknesses. And that's okay. And... A lot of the times nobody really tells us if you don't if you don't fit the mold and then you just grow up believing that you're just dumb when in reality you just didn't find what worked for you. And so depending on what else is going on in your third house, it can be an indication of like possible neurodivergence as well. And I I use that word liberally because I think it's definitely thrown around a lot more than it has in the past. But I think it's important to understand that neurodivergence means that all of our minds work differently. And I don't think there's any such thing... I don't really truly think that there's a real term as neurotypical, really. Because I think it's all a spectrum. And that all of our minds work very differently. And I think if we can appreciate that everybody just functions very differently, that makes sense to them, then... We can just let people work to their strengths. And that's it. And I definitely think that neurodivergence applies more to. If you're really struggling. To adapt. To the world around you. Then there are supports available. Right? Like things like dyslexia. ADHD. But everybody. Nearly everybody around me is like. I'm a neurodivergent. And I'm like. Okay. What do you do to combat that, man? And so that's what I mean when I say that. It's definitely a term that's thrown all over the place. But you really should look to your third house to understand how you think. And what really... What a form of intelligence works for you. Wow, that came out really weird. But essentially it's how you, it's how you learn. And how you learn really comes from those formative years where we spent all the way from kindergarten up to grade 12. Anything beyond that is actually the ninth house. So you build your foundations for thinking all the way from like kindergarten all the way up to like the end of high school. Now, whatever knowledge you have, you then take that out into the real world and you apply that to like higher education. Like say you go to college, you go to university. Or you don't. But you're still applying it out into the real world if you're still working, right? And so if you're really struggling to think for yourself, to trust your mind and the power of your mind, chances are there are some wounds in your third house that have to be addressed. That perhaps somebody made you feel less than, made you believe that your mind wasn't something that should be appreciated. That, well, you were made to feel less than. And mental wounds are just as valid and important as, like, love wounds, inner child wounds. Because wounds are wounds. They all make up you. And they still have to be addressed to help you become that balanced, emotionally regulated individual. And I think that's something that maybe I never really understood either. Because I've always been, I've been very, very fortunate to grow up in a world in an environment where my intelligence was valued i was never made to feel less than with my mind if anything actually it was a balance i was never i never got overtly praised for my mind and my intelligence my dad was always like who is more so my mental mentor actually and that's why i'm bringing him up he he never really believed in the label of gifted because he believed that the power of hard work and determination and grit gets you a lot more in life than just having the talent and the ability. But whenever I brought in my own input, my own ideas, I was always valued. I was never shut down. And that carried forward for me into the real world. And so I was able to foster a confidence in my own mental abilities and my own mental faculties. And I definitely think in different ways. Than many of my other peers. I don't learn the same way. And because my dad also learns like that, I just felt normal. But then I grew up and then I, I realized that people didn't necessarily function the same way. But because I had that safe space to foster that confidence in my mind, it became so much more easier for me to communicate my ideas because I'm confident in my mind and my mental powers. And so if that's something that you struggle with, look to your third house. Your third house will probably have the key into telling you that maybe there was something in your formative years. Somebody, somebody, it could just, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a parent. It could definitely be peers. It could definitely be teachers, right? Teachers play such a big responsibility on molding us. They play a big role and they're not appreciated enough. But you get that one bad teacher... And man, oh man, <laughs> do they mess up your self-esteem. <laughs> and it's your self-esteem in regards to your brain and your mind. And so maybe there's something going on there that you're not necessarily aware of. And because of that, now it's hard for you to find your voice in your present day life. Because somebody told you that your ideas were not good enough. Some asshole out there was like, nah, shut up. And you took that and you internalized it. But that doesn't mean that that has to be your reality for the rest of your life. No. And that is the beauty of astrology is that once you have that awareness, now you can work towards flipping that switch. And that's the beauty of the third house yet again is that you have the duality within you. Just because somebody told you that you have to be this way and you may have internalized that message doesn't mean you have to carry it forward with you. Try and do the opposite of what you were told. So somebody tells you that your ideas aren't valued. And this is a very Gemini exercise that I use on myself personally. um, Because I have a Gemini moon and I have like a lot of planets in the third house. So anytime you have a thought that comes in that says, hey, um, I shouldn't say that. Because it's not good enough. Nobody's going to listen anyway. How about you challenge that and say, why? Why? Why not? Who said that? Who said they're not going to listen? Who said that's not good enough? You actively fight those thoughts. You have a little mental spat with yourself in your mind. And then all of a sudden, things will click into place. And that is very third house energy. That's what Geminis do all the time. They straight up have debates with people. That's what makes them such. That's why they're the, um, they're the sign of communication. Because they will actively tackle thoughts and ideas. So that we can understand the bigger root and meaning. The deeper, the deeper root and meaning behind those thoughts and ideas. Right? Are these unconscious ideas that you've internalized that are now getting in the way? Of you being able to think for yourself? Is that what it is? Right? Say some say somebody says something super discriminatory and like racist. You best believe that the Gemini is just gonna be like, excuse um Who said that? Who said that? Why? Where is this coming from? They will tackle it head on. And so that exercise itself is a very Gemini idea of thinking. And so. that's what your third house is all about. It's how you communicate because it's based on how you think and how you think is based on your mentality and your mindset and that itself fosters your intelligence and your intelligence is developed in those early formative years of school and so how you learn and how you interacted in the school environment is really reflected in what's going on in your third house as well and the third house is not something that we should sleep on because you're Whatever you learn in these formative years creates the foundation on how you communicate and how you have a voice for yourself in the world when you're an adult. And it's also this dual nature that you have with inside of you. Because it is Gemini's house. So it's the different sides to you that you're not necessarily aware of. But they're there. But you can have the awareness now. And... The third house also tells you about your relationship with your siblings. Now, depending on what planet you have in your third house, how you communicate and how you think really gets changed up a bit. And think about it. Everybody has a different way of speaking. They have a different way of learning. And that's all because there's so many different energies with different signs and different planets. So, of course, nobody's going to act and think the same way. Our world would be really boring if we were all the same. And so that's the beauty of it, is that there's so many different people out there with so many different ways of thinking and approaching the world and approaching the mental landscape that makes our our world so, so, so unique and different. Across, across countries, across nations. I think it's a fascinating thing. And I also forgot to mention that your third house is also how you teach, which obviously makes sense because if you can learn, you can definitely teach. And if you're somebody that is a third house individual like I am that has planets in their third house and you think that you wouldn't be a good teacher, that's not true. Not true at all. No, you're probably just questioning your abilities again. No, third house individuals make amazing teachers because they're really good at making complex ideas very accessible. And when I mean that, they really take these complex ideas and concepts, they really try and understand it in a way that makes sense to them. And if it makes sense to them, they can make it make sense to anybody else. And so that's why third house individuals are probably really really amazing teachers cuz for them there's such a big emphasis on really understanding understanding the world in a way that makes sense to them because that's what Geminis really do that's why Geminis are a very individualized sign because the journey of Geminis that they're really here to understand their mind to really have this awareness and really understand their thoughts and ideas and what that means in approaching the world around them and so now I'm going to go into what it looks like for you and what it means for your ability to communicate and think and hey even teach based on what planets you have in your third house now if you don't have any planets in your third house you can also look to the the signs that are ruled over by the planets because we all have a third house but for some of us it's empty and that's okay and so you still have a sign ruling over your third house so for example if your third house is empty but you have the sign of scorpio ruling over it you can you can still understand the house by looking at pluto in the third house because pluto rules over the sign of scorpio so moving along to the planets if you have your Sun in the third house Your confidence and your self-esteem is really associated with your intelligence. I personally have the sun in my third house as well. So for me, it makes sense that fostering my intelligence and my mental abilities was so important because it was really associated with my self-esteem and it's what makes me shine. My ability to think very differently. And that's also because I have my sun in Aquarius. So it changes up depending on what sign your sun sign is in, for me, really being able to think differently is what makes me shine. And it's something that I really have to foster and create. So in this lifetime, if your son is in the third house, you really have to focus on creating this confidence in your mental abilities. And you came here in this lifetime to be that in- intelligent individual that can communicate and that can speak their truth to the world around you. And that's what your third house is. It's your house that speaks to your truth, right? And so really building that confidence in your mind is so, so, so important in helping the world become a better place because chances are you have beautiful, beautiful ideas on how you can make the world a better place, a more comfortable place for everybody else. You just have to make sure That you have the confidence in them. And you truly, truly, truly believe in them. Now, if you have your moon in your third house, for you, your your emotional and your mental abilities are kind of, well, very, very connected. Like they are one in the same. They kind of mold in together. So for you, speaking about your emotions is very, very important. You need to have that safe space to speak and communicate your emotions to others. And I know a lot of people say intellectualizing your emotions takes away from feeling them. For you, you feel them as you speak them. And if you're not able to communicate your emotions, it can be very, very discouraging for you. And for you... You have the ability to communicate in such a very nuanced and beautiful, gentle way because you take into consideration the emotional undertones. And so you are not somebody that speaks in kind of a stiff, cold, (laughs) logical way. No, you are very gentle. Gentle in the sense that you are very emotionally intelligent. And that's the big emphasis on having your moon in your third house. You're very, very emotionally intelligent. You're aware of all of the things that people will say and not say. And you realize that those are all very important for communication. And that's the beauty of having all these different planets in your third house. Because how you communicate really changes. It really brings in the energy of that planet into that house. And it also plays a role in how you, again, understand. And so things that have more of an emotional intensity to it, an emotional edge, are things that you will just absorb naturally and will gravitate towards so yes cold hard logical facts will kind of just like turn you off you want to see the humanness in the concepts (laughs) it's the best way i can say it now if you have mercury in your third house where it's in its natural house so i also have my mercury in my third house for you man oh man your brain does not shut off (laughs) and so here in this lifetime. You probably come in with a lot, a lot of mental energy, like your brain probably feels like on fire, but you have to take that and you have to hone it. Simply learning and thinking for the sake of learning and thinking isn't productive. If anything, it'll burn you out super, super fast. Gravitate towards things that bring you joy, that bring you comfort. And a lot of the times it's based on, again, your core values and really work towards learning about those topics You probably are interested in a variety of things. Because that's what Mercury is all about. They are kind of like the jack of all trades. The master of none. Where they know a little bit about everything. But you can do that. But make sure it's all interconnected at the end of the day. However that works for you. And so again, a lot of that is based on what it is that you value. And so for me, as somebody who's really always like the occult world I started to understand astrology and that helped me understand tarot and that helped me understand numerology because they're all kind of interconnected I am by no means an expert in like tarot or numerology but I can dip my toes in all of them because I understand that they're all interconnected and so for you you probably love talking about your ideas as well as other people and use that to your advantage you are an amazing communicator don't second guess it. There are so many things that you just know because you you love, love, love learning, right? So use it to your advantage to teach other people and use it to connect with other people, to create a community for yourself where you can learn even more. And so for individuals that have mercury in the third house, it's really, really important for them to actually have that community to be able to bounce our ideas off of other people. Because that just keeps them learning. And that's what it is. You're probably always going to be learning. So much so that you'll probably always be teaching as well. Because they're just, they're just interchangeable for you. There's, there's so much going on in your mind at any given moment. So that's why I keep saying find something that you gravitate towards and just dedicate yourself to it. You For you, you always have to be mentally stimulated. <laughs> that's just the way it is. But there's nothing wrong with that. And if anything, it's itself. It's just a beautiful, beautiful energy. And so you're comforted when you're constantly learning about things that you love. That's it. Now, if you have your Venus in your third house, for you, you need to have a mental connection in order to form and foster beautiful, healthy, meaningful relationships. And for you, whether you believe it or not, there is a lot of self-esteem associated with your mind as well. So you may believe that your mind isn't something that makes you attractive, but it very, very much is. You have the ability to really connect with your loved ones on a mental note or a mental wavelength, frequency. You really, really are amazing at listening to them and really understanding their mind. But it's important that you appreciate your mind. And if anything, for you... You definitely, definitely need to have that mental connection with your loved ones in order to feel, you know, that sense of love and that sense of comfort. For you, it's always a mental connection first, and then everything else happens. And again, it's very, very, very important that you create this love to foster your own mind. So go out and learn about the things that you enjoy. Chances are it'll bring you a lot of comfort and you may not even realize because again we all have this idea of what what beauty really is and for you your beauty is associated with your mind beauty doesn't necessarily just mean physical beauty is always from within right and that looks different for everybody because it's based on what it is that they value and you really really value the mind it's very important for you now, if you have Mars in your third house, for you, you really like pursuing all of the ideas and thoughts in your head. You put your ideas and thoughts into action. And if anything, your mind is probably really always, is also probably going at like miles a minute, miles an hour. I don't know. It's just really fast is all I can say. <laughs> You're constantly thinking. And if anything, you feel empowered when you're thinking about the things that you were passionate about. Your passion, you're very passionate in your ideas and the things that you learn and the things that really light up your mind. There is so much passion associated with your mind. And that's why it's so much more important for you to pursue your love for learning. And you probably have this love for learning that you may not necessarily be aware of because... A lot of us are told from a very young age that passion can be dangerous because it overwhelms people. It makes other people scared because it's so much. Why? 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 You're doing the thing that you love and it's not harming anybody. If somebody else is bothered by it, that's on them. That's not something that you should be bothered by at all. Go out and do the things that you love and it's so much more important that you do it because you have The willpower to actually put your thoughts and ideas into action. That's what makes it so, so, so beautiful. You are very, very passionate. And when you speak, people can feel it. You really, truly are good at speaking your truth. So that's why it's so much more important that you understand what your truth is. The world needs more of that. Hands down. Without a doubt. Now... If you have Jupiter in your third house, which I do, you are on this journey of self-discovery. You want to learn things that help you learn more about the world and yourself and how everything is just interconnected. Jupiter is of your spiritual planet. It's It's all about higher learning and really discovering yourself. So for you, ideas that are associated with, again, the bigger idea of self and how we all play a role in this grand scheme of things in this big, huge universe. Those are ideas that you gravitate towards. And it's important that you, again, learn about those ideas because it'll really give you that sense of comfort and it'll really create, again, a confidence for your mind. And if anything, you won't even understand how meaningful that gift is until you're like later on as an adult existing out in the real world where you have all of this insight because understanding these ideas makes you more nuanced and makes you more empathetic and compassionate in understanding the world around you. So that much more important that you pursue that love for self-discovery. Um, sometimes it can give you a little bit of a God complex. So make sure you're using it to understand the world. Not to justify yourself and to make yourself feel better. <laughs> And not give yourself a spiritual ego, is all I'm saying. Now, if you have Saturn in the third house, very well you could have struggled with your intelligence and really trusting your mind. And you were always thought, you were always thought to thought, you were always told to think a certain way. You go beyond that, you gravitate outside of that box, you're a failure. So now, you have to take back that control in this lifetime and understand the power of your mind. And that once you set your mind to something, there isn't a single force in this universe that can sway you. You have the determination and grit to put your ideas into action. Very similar to Mars. But you have to have confidence in your mind. You have the ability to really understand complex things because you get to the heart of the matter. That some of us are still struggling to like understand half the time because we want to learn things quickly. But, you know, the best things in life aren't done quickly. They come through that hard work, grit, and determination. My dad's a Capricorn, so I know all about the Saturn energy <laughs> all the time. And so I I know, I know that your intelligence is something that you really second-guess, but you should not. There is beauty and power in your mind, and the right people just did not appreciate it. But that does not mean that that is how you should live for the rest of your life. no. You find the path that works for you. You find the things that you love, that light up your mind. And that's what it is with the third house. What is it that lights up your mind? You find it. You pursue it. And chances are, that will just become so much more easier for you to trust your mind. You just have to follow your own truth. That's all it is. And you'll just see that everything will just fall into place. And you have the discipline and the rigor to really follow through with complex things because complex subjects require discipline. They don't just come just like that. No, no. So step away from all of those voices that cause you doubt and use that exercise, that little Gemini exercise that I said, where anytime you have this doubt, this idea of doubt or this voice of doubt that comes in and says, well... You're never going to be capable. Ask yourself, why? Who said that? Why? Where is this coming from? And you'll probably realize that it's not coming from you. So, in this lifetime, make those mistakes. Go out and pursue your passions. You'll you'll realize how much more capable you are. And that there's no reason for you to place this intense expectation on yourself. If it's not what you even truly want to do. Now, if you have Neptune in your third house, I also have Neptune in my third house and Uranus. <laughs> so the next two will be really about me. No, no, of course not. Nep- if you have Neptune in your third house for you, you may find that you don't think the same way that everybody else does. And you find that you are like connected to like this weird dream world. But really, you'll find it's very similar to the moon. You'll find that you have this intense empathy where you only like learning about subjects and concepts and ideas if there is an undercurrent of compassion, of emotions associated with it. So for you, arts is something that you've probably always gravitated towards, but depending on what else is going on, you could be a jack-of-all-trades like me where you love the arts, but you also love the sciences and you like blending them all in together. But if you just have Neptune in your third house, communication is something that maybe feels a little bit weird for you. But that's because you're connected to different, different realms that don't necessarily make sense to a lot of people. Because the mind is very 3D. But there's so many other different realms out there, like the 4D and everything. Which I know isn't going to make me sound super crazy as I say that. Like, what the fuck, 4D? Yeah the spiritual world there's so many different realms out there and you're probably more attuned to those than say the rest of us where you can hear you can it's almost like the intuition that you have towards other people around you cannot be explained by our present day world and even if you think that it's not there it's there it's just hiding in the corner back corners of your mind I never thought it was possible for me either, but I'll just pick up on things randomly and I'm like, is that my, my is that my brain or is that who who said that? And so a lot of the times you'll probably be picking up on a lot of other people's ideas and thoughts. It's almost like you're telepathic. It's it's it sounds wild, but you have that ability to simply understand what somebody else is thinking. Because you're just so tuned into different realms and that itself is a gift and it has to be fostered. And use it in whatever way that you want to. But never use it for harm. Okay? Just keep that in mind. So it's probably really helpful for tapping into, again, artistic creativity. Or spiritual realms. But for you, you may, connect, you may communicate in ways that are very, that are very fluid. They're, you can't really put a finger on it. And a lot of the times you are very adaptable. You can really communicate in ways that make sense to other people. So for me, I, depending on who I'm speaking to and depending on what they need to understand, I will really adapt myself. I, will, I think it confuses people too, but I will literally become a different individual. And that's okay because everybody's different. There's nothing wrong with that. Now you have Uranus in your third house. You just communicate in weird ass ways and you think in different ways. There's no, like, light way to say it. <laughs> like, your mind is probably constantly thinking, too. But you're only thinking about things that you like. That a lot of the times, real <laughs> the real world around you doesn't even seem that fascinating. Because your mind has so many other cool things that you were just tapped into. Similar to Neptune, Uranus is also tapped into other realms. So a lot of the times, Uranian individuals or, like, third house Uranus individuals... They just get, like, flashes of inspiration. I'll, and the way that we understand and communicate is very, very, very on the neurodivergent spectrum. Spectrum, that's why, way. Spectrum. A lot of the times we'll follow social. Not follow. We'll understand social conventions, but we don't care to follow it. So if we don't want to speak to somebody, we'll just get up and leave. I didn't realize that that's not a good thing to do until, like, way later in life. And I was like, oh, shit. If I have to be part of society, I got to like communicate with people properly or I just wouldn't say a lot of things. I would just withhold information because I'm like, okay, I don't need to say it out loud. I don't want to. And then I would say it out in random thing times or I would just be like in the middle of dinner. And then all of a sudden something that I was thinking about like weeks ago, I finally get the answer to now. So it's just, it's very lightning flash, like lightning flashes of inspiration, which is a very Uranian concept if you've listened to my episode about Uranus. And so you definitely are an out-of-the-box thinker. It's that simple. You have different ways of thinking, communicating that won't always make sense to other people. But that's why it's so much more important that you create this discipline for yourself. <laughs> Thank God I had a Capricorn dad to raise me. <laughs> You have to create this discipline on how you should think. Your mind has a lot of power. And so that's why it's so much more important that you create the structure for yourself. That you're not just carried away through the random fancies of your mind. Because Uranus has the ability to do that. Because at the end of the day, what's the point of having all of these beautiful ideas if you can't necessarily communicate it appropriately? Then people are just going to think you're crazy and then you're just going to be the misunderstood rebel. It doesn't work that way. important that you hone down these ideas and so you may never really fit into the typical constraints of academia because definitely the way that you think and understand concepts is not necessarily what works for everybody else but that shouldn't stop you from questioning or not questioning from having a This trust and faith in your mental abilities. You can still understand everything else around. Like everybody else around you. And that's okay. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. But it has to make sense to you. And that's okay. It's just important that you don't use it. To make everybody else around you feel inferior. (laughs) Because you can get into the habit of doing that. Similar to Jupiter in the third house. So you're an out-of-the-box thinker. Use it to your advantage to make the world a better place. That's it. And you don't have to start debates wherever you go. I'm almost I'm just saying that from personal experience. I didn't realize the power of my mind until like way later on in life where I didn't realize that people didn't think like me. So don't be me. Don't do that. Just just use your intelligence for good, okay? Okay. <laughs> Last but not least, Pluto in the third house. You may also have wounds associated with your third house. And your mental faculties, your mental abilities. Somebody may have made you feel like your mind wasn't something that you could trust. So unfortunately with Pluto, because Pluto is the wound, it's the trauma as well, very similar to Saturn. Those two go hand in hand sometimes. There is a wound associated with trusting your mind and... You never really felt safe to actually verbalize your thoughts and ideas. So you grow up really hiding your thoughts. But similar to Saturn, the intensity to understand very complex subjects is something that some of us can't even imagine. You have the ability to do it. Once you put your mind to something, you will get to the bottom of it. You will tear apart everything just to understand the heart of the matter. And then you will build it back up in ways that can be used for good, and can be applied to the world around you. Your mind has so much power, and it's time that you took back the power. Whatever wounds that were you had associated with your mind, it's also important that you question it and say, Hey, that's not true. You made me feel that way. I was forced to be that way. He was just conditioning, but it is not who I am. It's so much more important that for you in this lifetime... To spend the rest of your life fostering that beautiful beautiful mind that you have and creating that faith in your mind because when you're able to do that you are finally able to live your truth you're finally able to express your truth and because you never felt safe to communicate your mind like your thoughts and ideas to others you may struggle to actually communicate with other people because you just felt like your thoughts and ideas and your words would be used against you. So in this lifetime, you got you to gotta let yourself loose and have faith that you have what it takes. And that whatever, you, whatever comes out of your mouth, have the faith that nobody else can use it against you. That you know, what, you know what your mind is saying and nobody can try and gaslight you. And nobody can take it away from you have faith in yourself because you have a beautiful, beautiful mind and it would be a big disservice to all of us if we never really got to experience the full, full, full magic of it because there's so much magic associated with it. And you were such a passionate individual. When you truly set your mind to something, oh my God, it's magical. So that's why it's so much more important for you to have faith and confidence in those abilities so that you can finally live your truth, and. When you speak your truth, people will gravitate towards you. You have no idea. It's just, it's magnetic because you are passionate about what you want in life. So that is all I have for the third house. I love the third house, as you can tell, because it's my house. So I could go on and on about it. But if you liked today's episode, please leave a review at PlutonianAquarius.ca. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, I'm available at Plutonian Aquarius. And again, just another reminder, if you like what I do as an astrologer, my readings are 50% off until the end of April. Now, that is all I have. So, until next time, bye-bye!